I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You could subscribe at iTunes for free, or you can check them out at HeidiHarris.com. You can also catch my live radio broadcast five days a week at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas, and I'm on 8 to 10 a.m. weekdays. So you can't get enough of me. I can't blame you, and you'll have a lot of opportunities. Also check out HeidiHarris.com and sign up for my free newsletter, all that good stuff at HeidiHarris.com. As you probably know by now, there was a horrible massacre at a synagogue in Pittsburgh. It's just heartbreaking. 11 people were killed. Uh, Police officers wounded. You know, the thing that frustrates me about this, besides the fact that, obviously, I don't understand anti-Semitism at all. I mean, it's ridiculous to be anti-Semitic. It's ridiculous to be racist. It's ridiculous to go into a church, a synagogue, any place like that, and shoot people up, black, white, or whatever. It's just stupid. Okay, that's the first thing. I can't even wrap my mind around it. But beyond that, it's always some disaffected loser who does things like this. You have to look at the bomber, the guy who was the so-called, people are calling the Make America Great Again bomber because he was a Trump fan, supposedly, with all the Trump stickers on his cars. I'm not even going to mention the names of either one of these people, but the takeaway is these are disaffected losers whose lives are in shambles and they want to blame somebody else. Have you ever seen a very, very successful person do something like this? Now, it's not that very successful people can't do pull a Michael Douglas. Like, remember that movie years ago, Falling Down? It's not that a very successful guy can't just lose it one day and just, you know, (laughs) go crazy. But in general, people who have their lives together, people who have great families, good friends, a good job, actual prospects in their lives, don't do things like this. Whether it's folks who hate Mexicans and yell at people in grocery stores for speaking Spanish, or people who hate white people when they're disaffected and they're Antifa folks and they blame whitey for every one of their problems, or the folks who want to blame the Jews for their problems or Democrats for their problems. The bottom line is they all have something very similar in common. They're losers whose lives are unsuccessful because of their own bad decisions. I don't know how many ways to say it because I've talked about this on the air numerous times. The bottom line is what happens in your house is far more important than whatever happens in the White House. Now, it's not that a president can't have an impact on our lives. We understand that. Presidents can drastically affect the economy. When the economy crashes, people lose a lot of things. I know a lot of folks who still, I don't care what they say, they have not recovered from losing everything 10 years ago. They haven't. And if you were 50 or 60 years old, I was obviously much younger than that, but people who were 50 when this whole thing happened 10 years ago, or 55 when the economy crashed, who lost all of their investments, possibly their home or certainly their equity in their home, they're screwed and they haven't recovered. I know people who lost jobs in their mid-50s 10 years ago and have never been able to be employed the rest of their lives. They've never gotten another job because they were mid-level, middle-aged kind of executives and they were easily replaced by somebody 25 or 30 who will work, you know, 100 hours a week. So things aren't 100% better than they were 10 years ago. I think everybody knows that. For some people, they've recovered hugely, but most people really haven't, not to the great extent. But the fact is, still, even if that's the case, it's up to you to make the best decisions you can make for your family, for your finances, whatever you have to do, and you can't run around blaming everyone else for your problems. And you look at these people's lives, the the shooter, for example, who's some roided up guy who danced, I don't know, nude or whatever in male strip reviews. He's the last guy I'd want to see naked. I'm just saying. But apparently he did that. And steroids mess up your mind. Everybody knows that. I, years ago, 
uh, took steroids because I, one time, because I was sick. I had, uh, turned out to be allergies. I went to the doctor and my lungs were just, <gasps> I just could feel it rolling in my lungs. And the doctor said, I'm going to give you a steroid shot. And I said, for what? He said, for allergies. He said, I don't have allergies. I've lived here all my life. Well, the next day I was a new woman. Well, here's the crazy thing though. I got steroid psychosis as a result of the steroid shot. Now, I didn't know what steroid psychosis was at the time, but for about 48 hours, maybe 72, I was pacing around like a lion in a cage looking for something to kill. It was terrible. I actually called a girlfriend of mine and I was in tears and I said, I think I'm losing my mind. It was frightening, absolutely frightening. The best word I can use to describe the way I felt for those couple of days was agitated. I was just very agitated. And so when I hear stories about people taking a lot of steroids, whether it's a fighter, you know, boxer, any of these kind of people, athletes who are, you know, built, doing weightlifting or whatnot, whenever I hear about these kind of guys and they kill their whole families, I go, yep, I get it. I totally understand. And I only had it one time and it wasn't something that boxers or fighters would use or weightlifters. Pretty scary stuff. Anyway, the bottom line is these guys are losers. Everyone knows it. And a lot of folks seem to be so upset now with what's happening with Trump and there's a lot of divisiveness and we know that, but you have to ultimately give it to God. You just have to. You can't lose your mind every time somebody's in office that you don't want. Listen, we've got some real scumbuckets running for office in Nevada. We've got Aaron Ford or Aaron, however he wants to pronounce his name from Tuesday to Wednesday, who's been arrested multiple times in his youth. He said, well, I was, you know, young and dumb. Well, yeah, I was young and dumb too. I'd never been arrested. Multiple times the guy was arrested and dodged taxes and all kinds of other things. This guy wants to be our attorney general. We got Steve Sisolak on the ballot who wants to be our next governor, who wants to take our guns and take our money. This guy's got no plan other than that and backing Planned Parenthood to the hilt. And there are a lot of other things about him that have come out recently about his divorce and ex-wife and this and that. And, you know, you can read that stuff for yourself. But the bottom line is we have a real low caliber of clientele, <laughs> I should say, running for office this particular year in Nevada. We always have some people who are lowbrow, but this is a really bad year on the Democrat side. Now, am I going to lose my mind if some of these people get elected? I'm going to be really disgusted. I've got to be honest, because this information that I just shared has been out there all over the place. I'm not telling any tales or pulling anything out of context that was secret, but the bottom line is I'm going to be really unhappy, but my life's not going to be over you know, Steve Sisolak doesn't have the power to control my life. He may try to go after my freedoms and that kind of thing, and we'll fight back. But as far as what goes on in my house on a daily basis, the most important thing is how I live my life. And I don't know how you fix these guys because clearly they're mentally ill when it comes to these bombers and the guys who shoot up mosques or synagogues or any place like that. They're clearly mentally ill for a lot of reasons. I'm not saying they should get off the hook, but they don't understand how it goes. They don't deal with cause and effect. They want to go shoot up a bunch of people and then surrender to the cops. The guy didn't even have the class to kill himself. So he surrenders to the cops. He's going to have to go through a trial and be in prison the rest of his life. And his life's going to be better. How? You killed 11 Jews. Your life's better. How? You're going to spend the rest of your life rotting in jail. And the bomber, the same thing. This idiot bomber from Florida sending these packages. I'm not even sure if most of them actually could have exploded. But bottom line, he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail because he decided to send some stupid packages to a bunch of Democrats who will be out of office in a few years, let's hope, or not. 
We don't know. But whose life got ruined, buddy? Whose? Not theirs. Yours did. So clearly these are people who can't come to actual conclusions and look at cause and effect. I mean, you see all these stories, you watch, you know, forensic files and these other kinds of stories, and you see the guys who kill their wives, you know, because they want to have a new girlfriend and they think they're going to get away with it. But even those kind of guys, you look at it and you say, did you really think you were going to get away with it? And if you did, is it really going to be better? It's going to be on your conscience. Your kids are going to be upset that you killed their mother, even if they don't think you did it. I mean, it just, people just don't think. I know this is nothing new, but they just don't think it through. As aggravated as any of us could get about a certain situation, you can't blame a whole group of people for your problems. Democrats aren't your biggest problem, pal. You're driving around with a van covered with Trump stickers. I mean, really? I don't even put a yard sign in my yard anymore. I don't even bother with it because I don't want to have to deal with any neighbors who might not like it. It's not that I'm gutless. I have no problem talking on the air about my political beliefs, but when I'm home in my own private home, I don't want the grief. And most of my neighbors don't know what I do and I don't need them to know what I do or anything about my politics. Because when I'm home, I'm home and I'm on the air, I'm on the air. But that's how scary it's gotten. And now that I think of it, I can't think of virtually anyone in my neighborhood who has a yard sign up anymore. And I'll have to ask some politicians I know what the response has been on yard signs, but I got to tell you, you don't see them because everybody's, you know, worried about someone firebombing their house if they put out some Democrat or Republican or whatever it might be. So anyway, the synagogue situation is tragic, obviously. And ultimately, I was very sad because the synagogue should have been better protected. Now, I used to live very close to a Jewish school here in town, and obviously the Jews don't kid around when it comes to security. In the afternoons when the kids were getting picked up from school, there was a guy out front with a very large gun, very visibly on his hip, and I would stop and talk to him once in a while, but he was ready for whatever might happen to these little kids. It's terrible. But you know what? I don't think it's bad that he's out there. I think he's giving them a visible presence, anybody who might want to start anything, that, hey, he could handle it. And I'm sure they had other security we didn't know about. That's how it's supposed to be for any church, especially for the Jews, because they're hated more. And I don't understand why anti-Semitism is so evil, but there are a lot of people who don't like them. And there are a lot of people who don't like Christians. What do they do? They walk into a church full of a bunch of people who potentially are bowing their heads with their backs turned to the door. And it's a perfect place to kill a bunch of innocent people if you want to. And it's been done more than once. And the idea that this guy could get that many shots off without anybody returning fire is beyond me. And I'm not blaming the victims here, okay? Please understand I'm not. But I got to tell you, in my church, I've got plenty of people who are armed, who you may not know are armed, but trust me, the guy wouldn't get off more than one shot. Now, that's not every pastor. That's not every church. I understand that. Uh, maybe some people carry a church and don't tell anybody, but there should be security in church. And forget this, oh, God's going to protect us. You know, God does protect you. But you still should put locks on your door, and you still should protect yourself in a situation like that because there are people who do want to kill you. So that's the part I couldn't understand. I don't think we need armed guards at everything like Donald Trump was uh, talking about. I think it should be an individual church or synagogue that decides to have armed security. It should be up to them as to whether or not they want it. I don't think the government should be providing anything like that. But certainly... It should be something that should be done to protect the congregants. This can't happen again. Over the weekend, also, I was at Mike Pence's event. Uh, he was doing an event for Crescent Hardy, speaking of Secret Service. Wow. It's a way different thing when you go see the president or vice president than it is when you go see a congressman or anybody else. Lots of Secret Service everywhere. They are no joke, these guys, <laughs> which is good. That's the way it should be. 
You got to protect these folks. And I was talking to one of the girls, actually a girl on the Secret Service, little tiny thing, but she knew she could handle herself if she needed to. And she said she's on his team all the time. And that's got to be a fun job for a guy or a girl. But they're not they're not kidding around. They're not smiling much, and they're not kidding around. They're very serious about keeping the vice president alive, as it should be. So all of us in our houses of worship should. Somebody should have guns. Several people should have guns because this isn't the first time it's happened. Sadly, it won't be the last time. And I'm not sure how you prevent these blockheads from doing this kind of thing. Gun control won't do it because when your head is that screwed up and you really think the Jews are ruining your life, you know what? No gun control is going to fix that problem. Mental health care, maybe. Maybe he needed mental health care. We don't really know a lot about the guy at this point, other than he was a, a loser with a capital L. And it's just very, very sad. My heart goes out to the families who've been affected by this tragedy. Terrible. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can catch my live radio broadcast weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ. And if you're listening to this show right now, this podcast on the 29th of October, as you should be, which is when I'm going to post it. My special guest will be David Clark. Remember him? He was that black sheriff of Milwaukee that a lot of people called America's sheriff, and he was just great in some of the speeches he gave about what really needs to happen in America. He's going to be joining me as my guest this morning, right out of the gate at 8 o'clock this morning, so don't miss it. That's 670 AM KMZQ. Don't forget to pick up my new book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio, where I address things like when you get hired and they decide they want somebody different, which is kind of what happened to Megan Kelly, <laughs> that's in my book because I've been there myself without the huge amount of money. <laughs> anyway, check it out at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Well.